This is episode 39 of Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. He's Randy Sherman. I'm Tony Miller. And on today's show, we're talking transition offense and showing you some early offense options that you can use with your team, especially if you're a five-out team. You want to stick around to listen to this episode. Before we get to all of that, a big thanks to our sponsors at 323 Sports. Basketball season is here, and while you probably have most of your uniforms and balls and everything that you need for the season, there still is maybe some things that you're looking for, maybe to get here at the Christmas break or halfway through, whether it's book bags or uh, shooting shirts, really anything, they can help you out with that. To find out more about what 323 Sports can do for your basketball program, visit 323sports.com or you can contact a sales rep directly at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. As mentioned, this is early offense today. You can follow the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag early offense. Randy has a lot of great stuff already out there, but he's going to share with us today some of the stuff. We're going to go through a presentation, give you some fast draw things for you to look at and diagrams. Um, Randy, I think you also have a few things about this on fast model as well, if people are interested oh, yeah. in that. Why don't you kind of just introduce us to what we're going to talk about here, and then we can switch over to the presentation at any time. Yeah, so early offense is something that I I like and like to watch teams kind of play through early offense like that and tried to do sort of uh, facsimiles of with my own team, watching you know the old seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns when Mike D'Antoni was their coach. And, and uh, man, I, I was in love with that team and the way they played. And now it's pretty commonplace. So that that was revolutionary at that time. But now it's run of the mill. Early offense is something I, I used to hear a lot. Like, what, what does exactly that mean? And I searched around and read and did some things to sort of like find, OK, where if, where has someone sort of defined what that phrase means? Like, is it same thing as secondary break? Is it the same thing as um quick hitter or what what is what does this word mean so i couldn't really find anything so i then i kind of just shifted and kind of made my own definition like since i didn't really find that defined um and and when i did see people attempt i heard different explanations so i kind of just took took a stab of of what i thought might be a good working definition and that's just sort of like what happens in the first 4 to 5 seconds after we gain possession of the ball like in our maybe more pertinent to a shot clock team in college basketball, professional basketball, they sort of like break up that clock into early clock, middle clock, late clock. So early offense, I just sort of said, okay, what, what do we do first? The four, the first four to five seconds after we, you know, get a rebound, come into the front court, we're playing with maybe a 24 second shot clock or a 30 second shot clock. We got to get to an action to create an advantage right away. So that's that's what I'm talking about when I talk about early offense, whether that's the correct definition or not. I don't know. That's just sort of what I came up with after sort of scouring around for a, a good working definition. I've seen more coaches talking about this on Twitter, and it's something that I've tried to do and incorporate and thought a lot about this past offseason. But that seamless transition mm -hmm. from running down the floor of the definition that you just said with early offense, then how can we transition that seamlessly into our half-court offense without that pause in between? And the tactical side of it or the execution aspect of it is yeah. you lose any kind of advantage that you – if you don't have a scoring opportunity, then you stop and the defense sits and all advantages. And it's hard to build that and you know build that steam back up again mm -hmm. to create yeah. those advantages. So I've found even early in this season for us – 
being able to have something that goes seamlessly from your transition, what we typically just, however you define that, those first mm -hmm. few seconds naturally into your offense has created a lot more scoring opportunities. And if you're looking to increase the pace of your team and more possessions and up and down faster, this is a very practical way to do that. Yeah, I think it's something that's trickling down from the professional level, seeing more and more of it. So that's a good thing. All right, let me go ahead and pull up this. What you're what you're calling up on the screen now is sort of like our definition. If you like, I like I went over your first question is what is early offense? Like, I looked around, didn't really find consensus or anything that I felt was a great definition. So I just kind of went with the period of time for when we gain possession of the ball to the execution of our first action. Let's just work with that. Um, that at least for this conversation, that's what we're calling early offense. My goal for coaches and my team was, was we get a rebound or we get scored on, we advance the ball, and let's just use something we're going to talk about later is, is let's just say a drag screen, for example. We're going to talk about and look at some diagrams of those later on in this conversation. Let's just work with that example. It's like within the first four to five seconds, I'm looking for us to get that screen set. Uh, we, we got the rebound. We outlet it or not. Maybe we just advanced with our, the guy who rebounded. You know, I'm watching the, the the time clock or the shot clock. If it's clicking down, like we, I can tell how quickly we got to our first action. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. In the first four to five seconds, we want to get to that first action, and in the next sec next second or two, second six or seven, maybe we want to get to, you know, the 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 next one. If the first one didn't, you know, just create you know a layup for us or something, or uh, we want to get to the, you know, or or maybe if it's like handoff that we want to get to that handoff in four seconds follow with a ball screen in the next second so within six to seven seconds we've gone handoff ball screen so that's kind of what i'm thinking of when i when for this conversation's sake of what what i mean by early offense i think the the i don't know the godfather or the the i don't know the the, the person the first coach that comes to my mind when i think of playing like this is Mike D'Antoni, someone we, we've mentioned already with the seven seconds or less uh, Phoenix Suns and his work with the Knicks and the Rockets and other teams. And it's just, just been a, a, an influential coach in the basketball world. And this is one reason why. One thing that he kind of ran that got copied all throughout the league still is to this day is a 21 series where one and two play together. What you see in that first diagram is like, you know, we're bringing the ball into the front court. One throws ahead to two who's sort of button hooked at the three point line. And then there's just sort of reads and options and reactions off of that pass. The first one being a simple just throw and go chasing the pass right back into a handoff. If uh, two hands it back to one, maybe he's got a corner to turn for a layup. And then the five man who's trailing in that middle lane cleans it up with with a ball screen or a flare screen, in this case, if the ball was handed off to the to the, to one. If one took it but couldn't turn the corner to score, they just sort of keep the ball in that corner and they get into a deep side ball screen. So, you know, that's that's a classic example of early offense. We want to get the head to two, maybe get that handoff. That should happen about the four to five second mark. If we need that flare screen or that deep screen like you see in frame two, we're going to get to that in the next second or two. So right but in the first six seconds of the shot clock, we've we've hit them with bang, bang. That's early offense. I've seen especially a lot in that first slide there. The confusion is created because the defense is not already set and teams yeah, really aren't still, very yeah. – they're not communicating very well yeah. early on. And when you go like consecutive action, one, two, or three of them in a row, it usually – 
causes somebody to pause for half a second and that's where you get your hip to hip or that extra step that gives you the advantage for that scoring opportunity yeah these second two frames down here in the in the lower right hand corner would be playing with the reads and reactions of this 21 series would be say we hit ahead to two who's button hooked at the three-point line we run over the top we don't get the handoff so we just space to the corner five's rule is i'm going to the ball i'm going to whatever happens i'm going to the ball I'm either going to go screen for the handoff guy, or if he's still got it, I'm ball screening for him. So you see that there in frame one of the ones in the lower right-hand corner. Um, you know, he, he two didn't hand it back to one. He keeps it, and five just screens for him. So again, bang bang, we we've a tenth. We kept, we keep it. That's twenty-one keep. Two kept it. So twenty-one keep is the name of that one. So five goes in ball screens for him. Now we got one on the back action behind the ball screen. If two comes off the ball screen, they can get into dribble weave with four, like you see in frame two. So classic Phoenix Suns, Mike D'Antoni, early offense options for five out. Yeah, and then the one in the bottom right there, you're just talking, you end up with that, like what people call that triple gap where a guy can yep. drive it and either create an advantage for himself or you're kind of put the X1 on an island and he's got to decide, do I want to stop the ball or do I want to? stay with my man over there in the corner so yeah and you got five who in frame one got into pick and roll and then just sort of found that dunker spot playing behind that penetration in case x5 helps over to protect the rim we've got you know we can play play a lob to the dunker spot again this isn't a d'antoni coach team this is a miami heat from a few years ago um but you can see the influence from him throughout the league so you see there the throw and the, and the chasing of the pass, you saw the guy he hit ahead to on the wing sort of button hooked on that three-point line. The name being derived from the fact that I throw ahead and just chase my pass right back for a handoff. And, you know, speed speed is the, you know, ball speed and player speed here is what's going to make it work. You know, that pass being, you know, fired up the sideline and then sprinting to take it back, you know, that's what that pace and speed is what sort of gets that corner turned in all these clips. You know, this is this is Dragic, who's no longer with them, but but you know, he he's good about looking ahead and then bursting right into that cut. So that's just a short video of 21 chase. I like those because like you said, the guy's going downhill and it kind of puts the defender at a disadvantage as he's backpedaling or trying to stay in front. You eventually get an advantage somewhere between the free throw line extended and the goal. There's so much space there for the guy to drive and create yeah, some sort that, of scoring opportunity. Yeah, you got that corner empty if he if he's able to make it around. So again, these are just sort of reads and reactions, not necessarily calls. If we throw it ahead, we might chase. I might hand it back. I might not. If I don't, that turns into keep, and we we just kind of react to what happens. Here, maybe one is advancing the ball and can't throw it ahead to the guy button hook, so he just uses him as like a step up screen to turn the corner for. Uh, so this is the name 21 step two and one playing together. So hence 21, 21 step would be, I'm looking to throw it ahead to him button hooked at the, at the three point line. I don't like it. Well, what can we do? If I can't throw it ahead to him, I'll just use him as a, as a, as a blocker, if you will, and just use it as a step up screen. You can remember Steve Nash back in the day, kind of coming off of that and turning the corner and, and either, you know, his crafty layups around the rim or kind of playing under the rim and throwing it back out to the three or kind of bouncing that out to the corner like you see in frame two. And, and again, five's rule is I'm going, I'm screening until I get to the ball. So I'm screening for, for player two, and then I'm going to keep screening. If, if the ball's still in the corner, I'll go and get that deep, that deep wing pick and roll. I was, you know, Nash and Stoudemire come to mind for me when I see these diagrams. 
Yeah, this is just a read and option out of that. Like if, if I don't want to throw it ahead or he's not open, I can, I can, we can, what can we do? We can go right into the step up game. Coach, let me take a quick time out to tell you about something special coming up this next Monday. On Monday, December 13th, I'm going to be hosting a conversation on small-sided games on the new Wisdom app. A little over a year ago, I released my course on using small-sided games for teaching offense and player development. And since that time, you all have been asking for a defensive version of the course. And so the wait is over. All you need to do is download the Wisdom app to your phone, Connect with me. You can find me, Coach Tony Miller. And then on Monday night at 9 p.m., open that app and join in on our conversation. And I would love for it to be a conversation, so come with any questions you might have and also be willing to share anything you've learned with your experiences using small-sided games for defense. I look forward to connecting with you. Again, that's Monday, December 13th on the Wisdom app. This one I like a lot. We've used this a lot with the drag, and I think even a lot of teams are switching this to kind of prevent the drag from being as effective. But then the counter to that has been we've we've had some success with like ghosting the screen Mm -hmm. early on. Um, And so you can even do a lot of stuff out of this, but I like the drag. That's my early impression from college basketball this year that not to change the subject, but the ghost, the pick and pop, whatever you want to call that, like no one can guard it. Nobody. Mm -hmm. It's like nobody's able to guard it effectively. And so, yeah, I like that. What are your kind of teaching points in your drag, the drag stuff you guys are doing for your five man? Like, what are you telling him as far as like, you know, timing and all of that? Ours is triggered by usually if we throw it down to the corner and it pops back up, then that's okay. an automatic drag. Sometimes it'll be based off like personnel who I have up there. So if we do have a guy who can shoot it, well, we have our, our, our drag guy is a really good shooter, and so he'll usually be the one that ghosts it. That's different from mm-hmm. if I have my seven footer in there. He's usually, the yeah. yeah, he's the roller guy. So, and it'll depend on again. That's primarily scout driven. So, if I know it's a team that that is switch that's switching, usually in you and I were talking before this, we've got another D one game tonight. Like they're not going to be switching that. So that's probably a scenario where we're going to screen it and then roll to the basket and lift up behind it. Yeah, um, like you see there in frame one. Yeah, yeah. those are usually the, the two that we're using. We don't even like pick and pop anymore. It's usually either a screen and roll or just the, the ghost screen. Yeah, because it's sort of like a non-contact, yeah. almost like slip to a pop. That's ghost, yeah. And it usually leads to the reason why it's so effective is it's a long east-west closeout. And if usually we'll draw the corner guy's man up because it's such a long closeout for the guy who was involved in the pick and roll. And then you just do the one more pass down to the corner for an open shot. Mm -hmm. That's great, man. Yeah. I mean, just basic, like in frame one, you see here's the drag break that everyone finding a sideline five man in the middle third of the court, one, one bringing the ball up the alley, no advantage. Like you said, maybe you pass down, it comes back up. The defense matches your depth. They're, they're organized, they're back. Now we need an action to drag right in to create an advantage. Or if one, if we go guard keep, or like you see in, in frame one there, guard didn't pass it ahead. He just dribble advances the ball over the half court line. Defense is back. Let's get, let's get to this drag screen in the first four to five seconds of possession and see if we can crack the shell with a, with a pick and roll, either with the dribble penetration or hitting the roller or create, you know, like you said, a throwback to two kind of shaking or replacing behind the drag screen. Some other kind of drag like options, like 
if you do dribble advance, if we don't, if we go guard keep in transition and the and the guard brings it over the half court line, is like you see in frame two, just dribble at player two. Maybe you get them on a backdoor cut. If not, he just continues or she just continues and pushes through to the other corner. And again, what's five man's rule? I'm going to the ball. I'm going to screen for the ball. Like they, you get that deep side ball screen with lots of space on the accept side of the screen and an empty side um, pick and roll. In the fourth frame, some other sort of drag concepts would be maybe in transition, someone other than our five-man rebound rebounded, and the five-man sort of saw an opportunity perhaps to rim run or run ahead, like he thought he could run for a layup. So he's not sort of lagging behind the ball even or behind with it. He's out ahead of the ball, and we still go guard keep. Well, we bring him back out. Like he looked, he ran, he's got his, and it didn't come to him. So he comes back up and we can get like this flat, more step up style pick and roll there. Um, I like to clear the corner when that happens. If you don't have to, but but I, I like to because if it's a right handed point guard and they want to, you know, maybe use a little hesitate and go and come up that ball screen, let's let the guy below that action see that and clear the corner. So we kind of get that side empty for that that empty side drive. That serves to like a bigger offensive principle that we use is the the push the push pull. So if mm-hmm. he's dribbling towards you, then you push. Everybody should be pushing in front, and everybody behind, like you see there with the three and the four behind, should yes. be pulling towards the yes. guy because that's going to maintain your spacing that you want. Yeah, and we know where our outlets are going to be if that penetration doesn't make it home. We jump, stop, pivot. We got somebody kind of cutting into our tail lights, and the defense is. M- torn between do I help on the pick and roll or uh oh my man's moving like wh- which one do I do um do I tag in or help or whatever um yeah so that's a good basketball principle for sure we've had uh, a so- lot of success too as the one dribbles to that side once it's cleared out to turn around it and Barkley down in there Absolutely. and basically you create um we've also like sent the five back towards the four to like set that crack back screen I like it the old Villanova I mean you can Villanova does this they Barkley I I was I knew they did it a lot, but if you watch them, they Barkley a lot and they Barkley for a lot of seconds. And that's what really frees up a lot of the other actions and the three-point opportunities that happen yeah. off the ball. Yeah, they Barkley just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. ah, this, this is cool. Let's keep doing this. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so the, some of the concepts or questions I get about drag screens a lot, like, like what do, what's my cue? Like, what do we, when do we do it? When do we not? Like things like that. I I would say, you know, when all five defenders are back, like we've, we've, we've brought the ball, we've run to our shape and like, there's really no, nothing cooking here as far as like a a numbers advantage. Uh, The defense is organized. They're, they're, they're all in front of us. That's a good cue to go ahead and, and drag. I like to see the the, the screener, the, the player five. I'm, I don't have it drawn necessarily as well as I'd like in some of these as far as the angle I want them to achieve. But we want to screen the back pocket of the, the on-ball defender. So sometimes that requires like the ball handler sort of like taking his man down with the dribble and like using his hip to get the guy having a little patience and then getting the drag screen set where we screen the back pocket of the on-ball defender to get him to have to, we want them to go over the screen so we can get downhill penetration. So Mm -hmm. just some tips and takeaways. Um, Yeah. Like you see here, we can go dribble drag, which would be, you know, we can, you know, get another, get a different player other than one and five in the ball screen. Maybe we, we like, you know, the matchup with two and five better or, 
or, you know, these two defenders have sort of figured it out. Let's put another guy in the pick and roll. So we, we dribble handoff with two. He comes up five drags for him. Again, what's five's rule? I'm going to the ball. I'm screening for the ball. Like I'm going to do that. We've just changed the player who has it by using the dribble handoff on the first side. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I like to think about in terms of early offense and transition is there's first side and second side. So all the things we talked about today have been first side early offense. The the next frame you see up top would be um, if our personnel is such that like maybe our guards, our wings, our, our smalls hit the corners and both of our bigs are sort of the, that next layer of offensive players, like you see here, five and four, we can go double drag right off the, the guy come off the sideline like you see player four there and we get a roll and a pop maybe maybe first one rolls second one pops or you do that based on personnel if if one of your guys is the roller and one of your guys is a popper you can do that in a different order but yeah double drag can sometimes be an effective sort of change up to that single drag if the personnel works for you the thing I like about it too is now we condense three players around the ball with a double drag. And if we are able to turn the corner, we've got our guards pushed all the way and we got more space on the side of the double drag. I like that second guy to get all the way to the midline. If he can, I don't like that second screen to be set over here on that side, the left side of the midline in this diagram, like get as close to the midline as you can with your double drag. Sometimes you used to see one take it down a little bit more toward free throw line extended and the two draggers are almost pointed with their nose in the corner and, and that creates more space on the accept side of the, the two drag screens. Especially that first one, dri the dribble drag. I see a ton of teams doing this both at the NBA level and at the college level and those actions, the handoff, they have to communicate that. And then typically the guy who switches onto the ball gets stuck up in the ball screen and you end up with some sort of advantage, whether that's a mismatch if they late switch or if the five, just the defender X five can't get out there. The guy can turn the corner and has basically a layup at the rim. Yeah. I call that a combination like in boxing, like you, you don't, you know, you don't knock someone out with your jab, you jab, cross that's a you know, pop pop right like that's how you throw combinations hook uppercut things like that so that's a combination hand off ball screen pop pop you know like like a boxer throws two punches in a row and the, the stuns his opponent right so same thing same principle pop pop Drag. i included i included this last diagram here if yeah. you're watching you can see the keys and transition these are very basic and probably look at these like yeah i already know that but knowing that and then your team actually doing that, I found in our first month of the season has been the difference between us having success in the, these early offense opportunities and mm -hmm. not being able to create any kind of advantages. If you don't do these well, I don't. I found for at least for us, whatever actions you have, they just don't work. Completely agree. To me, the, the, this bullet point list here, keys in transition, that's the whole conversation. That's it. Like, like we got to set the table for this to actually work. And that's, that's keys and transition being spacing that we, we get that rebound or we get scored upon and our guys find width and we run, we're not crowding up the middle of the floor. We're, we're pulling apart the defense with our transition spacing. We think of offensive spacing as only half court, but I would challenge anyone watching or listening to think of spacing being a transition offense quality as well. We find width in our first three steps. We drive out and then deep. We get width, then depth. 
So we pull apart the defense. And then when we do maybe get into a drag screen, we've got lanes and alleys and the defense is stretched, not only horizontally, but if we get all the way to the deep corners, they're stretched vertically as well. So you can kind of watch, like I'll watch, I watch a lot of teams and, you know, coaches I work with, games on television, NBA games. And like, I'll see like, the beginnings, the infant stages of, of we just gained back possession. And I'm like, ah, this possession's not going to be any good. They, they're, they're jumbled up. Their space they're, is bad. They're, and then I'll see one where you see the team like, okay, something good's about to happen here. You know, like you can kind of pick up on those qualities early. I, it's setting the table for success when we get down there into the half court. Um, the big if they're a roller, we want, you know, we talked about popping that could be personnel driven or, or, um, you know, something you prefer over rolling. But if they are a roller, we want them to roll hard after setting the screen, breaking the defense is, is like that roll is sometimes that roll, just a good roll, like a good well-timed slip out of a ball screen or a good roll out of a ball screen sometimes attracts people like, uh Oh, that guy looks open. I'm going to, I'm going to suck in and take away that role. Or we call that breaking the defense. He broke the defense with the role. Maybe he doesn't get the ball or she doesn't get the ball, but we throw back now back outside, you know, and because we, we really showed and rolled hard, we, we broke, we collapsed the defense with that role. You know, this, this is sort of like a personal preference. Uh, maybe this last sentence is like, don't run, don't run into the lane don't or what you know what most people call rim run like you know i call that rim don't rim run unless you have a sure layup like if if if, if you're five out if you're four out that yeah rim run like but we want to show up for round one anyway so go ahead and do that so i would say you know kind of like leave that to some players discretion like i don't want to be so dogmatic that like we we're turning like if i hey coach i can just outrun my guy and go get a layup well go ahead and do that like go ahead go ahead and do that like i can outrun this guy and he's he's not getting back on d so just sort of like use your judgment of when I can rim run or when it might serve me best to sort of throttle down, stay even or lag behind the ball and ready to, we didn't talk about anything about reversing to the big, but let him reverse to me or let me drag screen or go to the ball if, it, if they play a first side handoff or something like that mm-hmm. or 21. So that feel that we get of like, oh, I'm going to go ahead. And if you do run ahead and you didn't get the, the, the ball, we already we showed what to do there. Just comes come back out and set that step up with that. I like that angle. I do like that angle. That's a tough angle for the defense to deal with when you're coming up and you sit more like a flat ball screen from underneath. When it comes to rim running, we tell our guys if you're not in front of your man, then you, for us it's it's the guards because we do rim run, we do four out. But mm-hmm. for our guards, what I found early was they were breaking at free throw line extended in towards the goal because they thought they had a free, they had a layup opportunity. But when you went back and watched the film, they're not in front of their man. They're even with their man. And I know that they feel like they're open, but if they don't get to the deep corners, then it ruins the rest of what's coming next. So we yeah. just simply tell them if you're not, in, if you're not completely in front of your man and like, to your point, you have a layup opportunity, then you need to be running to the right spot. Yeah. Pulling. We need, we need width and depth. Before we wrap things up, if you're wanting to increase the revenue for your sports program and improve the fan experience, maybe it just be it's just time to replace old scoreboards that you have left over from the 90s. Sideline Interactive is here to help. They're the leading manufacturer of scoring tables and video display boards for high schools and colleges around the country. To find out more, visit sidelineinteractive.com. Again, that's sidelineinteractive.com.
Appreciate all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch the full episode on the Radius Athletics YouTube page. Just go to YouTube and search Hoops Forum or Radius Athletics. Or if you want to listen to this in podcast form, just go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout. And there you'll find the audio version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next week on Hoops Forum.